You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Hello, America, and happy Saturday. We got a lot going on in the world today from Israel and Hamas in war, Russia and Ukraine in war, Armenia and Azerbaijan near war. China and Taiwan, certainly talking about possible war scenarios. We're going to spend a good part of the time today talking about national security, our own and that across the world. In the the second block, Victoria Coates spent some time with me. I think it's a very important conversation. She's the former deputy national security advisor for President Trump. She's currently the chief foreign policy expert at the Heritage Foundation, overseeing so much of their strategic thinking in developing a foreign policy for the next 20, 30 years. And Victoria is going to join us. We're going to have a good conversation about all that's going on, including the ground invasion of Gaza and so much more. At the top of the show, we're going to talk to Glenn Grothman, congressman from Wisconsin. He always is a delightful interview with a lot of news, and he has been working on some very important investigations, but he also has, I think, some insight about this cycle that can't be broken, where the House can't seem to find a candidate who can get them to 217 votes and become the next Speaker of the House. Wisconsin Congressman Glenn Grothman will give us some great insights. In the third block, Mark Morgan, the former commissioner of the Customs Border Protection Agency. We had a great conversation about what's going on, what the numbers are, what special interest aliens are, why the person themselves may not be flagged for terrorism or counterintelligence threats. The country they're coming from and the city and location they're coming from raises a security concern. Those numbers are vastly on the rise in recent weeks. And Mark Morgan is going to explain why that is such an important development. And then no discussion of this week could be complete without really addressing the continued episodes of hatred and anti-Semitism that are spreading across college campuses, even inside the United States House, where that anti-Israel group, Jewish Voices for Peace, held an illegal protest inside the House Cannon office building on Wednesday. Marjorie Taylor Greene was on the show, talked a lot about that yesterday. But we're going to turn to Nick Giordano. He's a professor in New York, one of the great free speech advocates in the college campus world. He is going to tell us a little bit about how we got to this moment. Where did this all evolve from? Why college people of this generation are so susceptible to anti-Semitism and other forms of hatred and intolerance, basically intolerating anyone who doesn't share the exact views that they have. That's a really powerful conversation. Nick is really, I think, one of the most important voices on this issue anywhere in the country today. So we've got a wonderful show for you, top to bottom. We are going to kick off with Congressman Glenn Grothman in a few seconds. Before we do that, it's cold, flu, allergy, and COVID season. All the numbers just start creeping up right around this time of the year. We want you to be protected. And one of the ways that you can do that is by getting one of the great EnviroCleanse air purifiers. I swear by these. These are absolutely One of the best air purifiers you're going to get anywhere in the country. It uses very special mineral technology, state-of-the-art, good enough that the U.S. Navy uses it, this very EnviroCleanse technology to purify the air on naval ships. Hospitals use it. You should, too, because it will eliminate viruses like COVID and flu. 
It'll take allergens and toxic chemicals out by a large degree in your home, and you will truly feel and be better. Well, this week, our good friends at EnviroCleanse is doing something very special. They're doing a 30% off offer, and that is boy, that is a great deal. 30% is huge. So if you want to go take advantage of that right now and get one of these great EnviroCleanse purifiers, you can do it very simply by this. You go to ekpure.com, ekpure.com, and use the promo code JUSTNEWS30, JUSTNEWS30. When you do that, you're going to get 30% off your next EnviroCleanse air cleaner, which is just sensational. But you're also going to get an air quality monitor so you can see the improvement in your air quality as the air cleaner starts working. And you're also going to get free fast shipping. That is a remarkable, remarkable deal. Really, truly remarkable. Go do it today. You will not be disappointed. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Congressman Glenn Grothman from the great state of Wisconsin, chairman of one of the more important oversight subcommittees, doing some great work on the border and elsewhere. He's going to join us in just a few seconds. We'll be right back after these messages. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash Just News. That's AMAC.us forward slash Just News. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of Pay up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't. You'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. As I said, uh, we're lucky to be joined at the top of the show by a member of the House Oversight Committee, one of the true oversight experts in Congress right now. He is Wisconsin Congressman Glenn Grothman, and he joins us right now. Sir, great to have you on the show. Well, a lot of action in Washington today, that's for sure. Kind of historical action, not the type of action you want, uh, but more news about the speaker's race. Uh, Jim Jordan, a guy who I voted for, uh, for three different rounds, finally decided he did not have enough votes. Um, and as the result, the Congress is going to be looking for somebody else. Um, uh, um, we have until noon on Sunday for the people who want to run for speaker. Um, you know, that was laid out by our speaker pro tem and we'll see who else is up there. I don't think the American public realizes how difficult that job is. And quite frankly, you know, you hear a lot of people would be capable of that job. I think almost nobody would be capable of that job. We had Kevin McCarthy who was willing to put in the 90 hours a week, willing to fly all around the country, had years of experience in Congress 
congressman had four and a half years running the House Republicans. I don't think we're going to find anybody who's as good as he was. Uh, but a lot of people are going to be throwing their names in by noon on Sunday. Yeah, it really is a remarkable free-for-all now. So I want to ask a little bit about the dynamic. At some point, someone's going to have to get 217 uh, votes and, and move this Congress back into doing the people's work. Uh, there's a lot of hard feelings that are clearly um, at the bottom of this, uh, particularly over the ouster of McCarthy by those eight Republicans. Um, is there a dynamic that must happen before any one candidate emerges as a winner? Is there got to be some reconciliation, some hard conversations perhaps um, that occur to ease some of the tensions so that a more clear minds can uh, help determine who the next speaker is? state house as well as what used to be true in the u.s congress there is a paper ballot vote taken as to who you want to be speaker and the winner of that ballot is declared the next speaker and every republican goes to the floor and whether they voted for that guy or gal or not uh, they are the speaker. And the biggest problem here we have is a lot of people will not follow the rules. And it started with eight people with Matt Gates, that's for sure. But we saw the same thing on other votes since then, in which the majority of Republicans felt they had found a very good speaker. But then when things got to the floor or were going to get to the floor, all of a sudden people backed off and would not go with the with the golden rule, which is how we lost Kevin McCarthy. It's why Steve Scalise did not get it. And finally, it's why Jim Jordan didn't get it. So the major thing is we need an attitude adjustment in which people have to realize just because your guy didn't come in first doesn't mean that we don't need your vote to get to 218. Yeah, an attitude adjustment is exactly what uh, seems to be in uh, order right now, sir. It can be interesting to see if someone can deliver that. I want to turn now to some of the great work that you're doing uh, in the Oversight Committee. We just mentioned at the top of the um, hour that uh, James Comer today released this uh, transaction showing that, yeah, Joe Biden did get money from his brother right after his brother got money, and literally on the same day in the same amount uh, from a failing healthcare company. Uh, Joe Biden's story continues to crumble day in and day out. Uh, your reaction to the latest news today, sir? It's stunning. And what I, I can almost say I was afraid we would find it, and we found it, uh, a $200,000 check going to Joe Biden. I mean, until now, Joe Biden could always claim, oh, the only people involved in this were my son. It was my brother. It was my other family members who wound up getting checks. Well, now we have a check to Joe himself for $200,000. And I think we've got to ask some questions about this. It sure looks like he has been getting money laundered through his brother uh, or laundered through the family business that originated from countries abroad. And that's just horrific if it's true. Uh, I'm sure the Biden people may be a little shocked to find out that we got it from looking for bank records. We're going to have to see how they respond. Yeah, you said once on the show, follow the money, you find the truth. And that's exactly what your team is doing. A great oversight committee with James Comer. Uh, you have some other great oversight work going on. I want to turn, though, for a second to the Middle East. Uh, there are expectations that as early as this weekend, uh, the ground war phase of Israel's effort to oust Hamas from the Gaza is going to begin. It'll be a difficult time for Israel, our, our very important ally there. Your thoughts on where we are and also the fact that all behind this is really a proxy war that Iran is fighting against both the United States and uh, Israel. Well, first of all, it's important the United States make it clear that we stand with Israel. We realize they've got to clean up the Gaza Strip. This is something that's been going on to a lesser degree. Rockets coming over from Gaza for years and years and years now. Uh, of course, now they've hit uh, you know record uh, highs in this sort of thing. But we realize that Israel has to go in there, clear out um, Hamas. They don't have, you know, the Gaza Strip isn't that big. It's like 24 miles by six miles, but they're going to have to clear that area out, find these Hamas militants, liquidate them, and we wish them luck in doing it. We're not going to stand in their way. But one other thing the American people have to pay attention to, Joe Biden is looking for any excuse to drag more people in this country. And some of these Palestinians, just like people anywhere else in the world, would like nothing better than to wind up in the United States. Now, the the, the Palestinians in Gaza have been educated since young children about how horrible Jews are, which is why they're able to shoot all these missiles over there. They've been educated this way. We don't want them in our country. 
Egypt doesn't want them. That'd be the obvious place for them, but they're in that part of the world. They know they want these Palestinians in their country. Jordan doesn't want them. Lebanon doesn't want them. Nobody wants them. Maybe the Iranians will take them. They profess to have sympathy for them. But I think it's important that the American people stand united and Congress step up to the plate and say, look at Joe Biden. I know you're looking for any excuse to get more immigrants in this country, but these Palestinians, which is also from a crooked country, a lot of graft, they are not the type of people who we want to have become Americans now. Yeah, and as so many of your colleagues speak with you with one voice on that issue, which is encouraging to see. Sir, uh, you have, uh, as part of your work with James Comer, you're taking a look at potential Iranian influence inside our government, particularly with Ambassador Malley's office. But there's other people now that we're starting to learn, either from sentiments or contacts, seem to be aligned uh, with America's enemies. How important is it to get to the bottom of who's in our Pentagon, who's in our State Department that may not have the loyalties that the department requires? Important. You know, so many decisions are made, including decisions that are going to affect Israel and what's going on in this Gaza war by bureaucrats. And I think particularly as we have a greater and greater emphasis on diversity, we get more and more people in there who may not be 100 percent loyal to the United States or may have a shared loyalty and be very loyal to Iran and its policies. So to that regard, that's something we've got to search out for far too long. I think part of the problem is Americans' universities as well, because most of these people went through some liberal university in this country. For far too long, we filled up our bureaucratic agencies, which people who don't realize why we have a great country, and as the result, they're easy pickings for people who want the U.S. State Department or the U.S. government to weigh in on the side of the Palestinians or Iran. It's an amazing dynamic, and uh, the great work you and your committee are doing is, I think, shining a really important light on a place where we might have had little visibility for a while. Uh, sir, I want to turn to another issue. I know it's close to your heart. It's important to the American people, but religious persecution around the globe is at an all-time high. It's just so jaw-wrenching to see the hatred. It was even at the heart of the attack of Hamas against Israel in these last two weeks. You're about to have a hearing on this. Tell us what we can learn about. We've got about a minute left. What are you learning about the state of religious persecution across the globe? We don't want to talk about religious persecution, and it's true. Countries like Nigeria, where there's persecution against the Christians under the Trump administration, this was considered a horrible thing we had to weigh in on. I think under the Biden administration, this sort of stuff is put more on the back burner. And even more than that, I think the Biden administration has used our State Department to kind of weigh in on the LGB agenda, uh, you know, the pro-Planned Parenthood agenda in small countries that are getting American aid. And I really, you know, we sent so many wonderful missionaries abroad, uh, teaching about Christianity and such. It is a scandal when our State Department is kind of weighing in on opposite of the type of lifestyle our missionaries are trying to educate people about, be it in Africa, be it in Central America, be it in the Caribbean, be it in Eastern Europe. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. One of my favorite national security thinkers in the entire country, Victoria Coates, former Deputy National Security Advisor. She's going to join us next, right after these messages. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. 
Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back, America. President Joe Biden delivered a primetime address from the Oval Office to our nation that ended up tying aid for Israel and additional funding for our southern border uh, together with uh, the aid that he would like to get for Ukraine and the war against Russia. Our next guest, I think, has a lot to say about dissecting and analyzing what the president was really up to. She's the former deputy national security advisor to President Trump uh, and currently is one of the most important voices at Heritage Foundation on Foreign Policy. She is our good friend, Victoria Coates, and she joins us right now. Victoria, welcome back. Thank you very much, John. Good to be with you. Uh, We love having you on. I want to ask a little bit about what uh, the president said last night and sort of the strategy, which is I think he's going to make a little stew, right? A little Israel aid, a little Ukraine aid, a little border aid to try to cobble together the votes. Your thoughts on uh, packaging those three together? Yeah, this is this is what we at Heritage have been staunchly against uh, for over a year now, that that the administration keeps playing tricks with Ukraine funding to try to tie it to must pass so-called must pass funding legislation so that that they sneak in the Ukraine and nobody actually goes on the record about whether they approve it or disapprove it uh, in general, let alone the specific purposes for which it's being it's being uh, it's being spent. So the real problem here is is in, in the numbers. Ukraine gets 60 mil- billion rather straight up smaller amounts for uh, around 14 billion for Taiwan and for Israel. And then there's another pot of money. I think it's about nine billion dollars, which is for humanitarian aid. And they list under that that it's more for Ukraine. And there's some Israel, which is curious because we generally don't give humanitarian aid to to Israel. Uh, Gaza, so so somewhere in between zero and nine billion dollars going to Gaza and to the border, which means somewhere between zero and nine billion dollars going to illegal migrants uh, in in the south. So this is this is hugely problematic. I think all conservatives have to oppose it. And I guess finally, what's supposed to be the sweetener? I had a Republican actually refer to it the sweetener of border security. This isn't border security. This is more perpetuating. Biden's border fiasco. If you want border security, then allow the Congress to move the uh, H.R. 2, one of the strongest border security uh, pieces of legislation that's ever been passed to the Senate and the president should sign it. That would be a sweetener. Yeah, that's such a great point. It really is um, a uh, it's really masquerading as something other than it really is. I want to talk a little bit about another issue. Uh, The president came in and said, I want to uh, have clean energy in America and across the globe. Uh, I want to improve our national security. But he keeps allowing the bad guys with the dirtiest oil, places like Venezuela and uh, Russia and Iran, to sell oil while restricting our supply here. Uh, Your thoughts on the lifting of the sanctions on Venezuela yesterday? today and uh, the mixed message it sends to his own uh, uh, his own agenda. Well, they, they've really snuck it into a news cycle. So it's it's buried, but it, it has to be exposed because it's part of the same picture, John. Uh, as you point out, the, you've had the Biden administration creating a very permissive atmosphere for both Russian and Iranian uh, energy exports, despite the fact uh, that he says he's going to continue holding the Iranians accountable. Well, if holding them accountable, you know, whatever he's been doing over the last two and a half years results in a spectacular terrorist def- attack, I'm not I'm not in favor of him keeping on do- doing that. But in terms of Venezuela, why, where this is so problematic is Maduro has been under very strict uh, sanctions. They've really restrained uh, Venezuelan exports, but they desperately need another source of oil, especially with potential upheaval uh, and disruption by war, not by the United States, of Iranian exports. So they're going to they're going to lift these sanctions in uh, in res- in exchange for a pinky promise from a socialist dictator that he'll hold a fair election next year. Right. Uh, but all this is going to do is flow tons of money into Venezuela. And remember, Ven- Nicolas Maduro's two best friends are Vladimir Putin and the president of Iran, who've recently visited. Venezuela. So what we're doing is we're putting a lot of money into a country in our own hemisphere, which is as anti-American as Russia or Iran, and is very, very aware of our open southern southern border. So, you know, if we just had this attack fueled by dirty oil money uh, from Iran uh, in Israel, what are we going to see here at home? 
Yeah, that is such a great question. And it's, you're right. It, it really didn't get the attention it deserved yesterday because of all the other news going on. I want to turn uh, to Gaza, Israel, the war there. Uh, the uh, ground incursion is the next phase of this. What do you expect with that? And uh, today, uh, Hamas released two U.S. citizens, classic uh, propaganda game of releasing a couple of people trying to get some goodwill before they're about to get, well, invaded. Yeah, I, well, I have no goodwill towards them, and it, we need all the hostages home. It's outrageous that they've been there for almost two weeks. I can only imagine what these poor people have suffered, and I really did not think there was enough attention to them in the speech last night. You know, these these Americans, and then of, of course, uh, you know, our, our Jewish colleagues as well, and from our Israeli colleagues rather as well. So this, you know, this is just an awful situation. They, you know, I, I, I am very pleased they're out. Apparently, Qatar is playing the mediating role here, which is, is something that they customarily do. Uh, that That is a very positive uh, thing, role for them to play if they can get the Americans out. But, you know, overall, we just we need to get them all out, John. We need to get them out now. And I think as this ground incursion, which Israel has to do, uh, starts to gain steam. It'll just become more dangerous for the hostages going forward. Yeah, that's such an important calculation that has to be made here by the Israelis and the Americans. Um, meanwhile, we see all sorts of examples of Iran acting badly through its proxies, rockets from Yemen, rockets into uh, Iraq, rockets into Syria, Hezbollah occasionally uh, uh, hitting uh, Israeli posts to the north. Both Americans in and Israelis now being targeted by Iran's bad behavior. Uh, what is the calculation here? Is this just menacing behavior or do they would like would they like to see a large global uh, or large er conflict in uh, the region uh, instead of just the Gaza one? Yeah, they certainly don't seem to be at all cautious about potentially provo provoking a broader conflict. And right now they're kind of nibbling around the edges and, and poking here and there to see if, if they get much of a reaction. But I thought the Houthi uh, firing off those uh, those projectiles was pretty interesting. They were obviously intercepted by our naval might that is now present in the Eastern Mediterranean. So that's a good thing. Glad to see us in, engaging and, and demonstrating to them that that they can't just we're not just going to roll over here. But but going after Americans in Syria and Americans in Iraq, you know, this this is such a dangerous cauldron, if you will. And it'll just take a spark. That's probably a mixed metaphor from cauldron to spark. But <laughs> uh, but if you see what I mean, you're, it's yeah. just going to take one episode gone real bad for this, you know, to require a very serious response from the United States, which is very much what what we should have been deterring for the last two and a half years instead of basically encouraging. Yeah. And we got about 45 seconds of real quickly. Uh, the possibility that Iran or its allies would like to strike on our soil. Is that real, uh, given uh, the, the chatter that we're hearing over the last few weeks? Oh, it's very real. We know in 2011 that they tried to uh, uh, assassinate the then uh, Saudi ambassador to the United States, a cafe Milano in Georgetown, which would have killed I don't know how many Americans, and that they tried to kidnap Mazi Ahmadinejad out of New York uh, last year. So they're they're after Americans on American soil. They're present here. They've come through the border. We've seen the numbers. Uh, this is this is a huge problem, and you know I really hope we're actually taking care of it instead of just talking to local law enforcement. All right, folks, time to take a trip down to the border. Why? It's time to interview our good friend, Mark Morgan. Mark, of course, was the former commissioner of the Border Protection Agency back when Donald Trump had illegal immigration down to record low numbers. He's going to talk about a very important topic. We've talked about the 150 plus terrorists our people with terrorist ties that have crossed the border and been captured this year. We're going to talk about another category of illegal aliens that should concern you, special interest aliens. Mark Morgan's going to explain why you should be concerned about them and why a sudden spike of them at the border from countries like Iran and elsewhere is a red flag for America. We'll have that right after these messages. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. 
Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Welcome back, everybody. Over the last week, we've been steadfast in our coverage pertaining to Israel and other international conflicts for good reason, because unfortunately, the reality is that our southern border is still wide open. And at 3 a.m. on Sunday morning in Eagle Pass, Texas, two Iranians were detained after crossing the border. Both their identities appearing on the terrorist screening database. So joining us now to talk about the state of our southern border and how the international issue poses threats to our homeland is the former acting commissioner of the Customs and Border Patrol, Mark Morgan. Commissioner, welcome back to the show. Thank you for being here. Amanda, John, thanks for having me as always. Sir, I I saw some startling numbers earlier. Um, 30 Iranians, 100 Russians, 2,000 Chinese nationals. That's not for 2023. That is for October so far. And considering those two Iranians that I was just discussing, I mean, this this we've always talked about this as a border crisis simply because of the the influx. And, and of course, it's a security issue, economic issue, um, issues pertaining to practically every sector of, of human society here in America. But this truly is I mean, we are at a crisis point here. Yeah, yeah, man, I couldn't have said it better myself. And I'm hoping that this serves as a much needed wake up call for this country that, that they're going to listen to us. What we've been saying for a very long time, why border security is synonymous with national security. Those numbers you just put out in August alone, the number of aliens that we countered on the FBI's terror watch list was more than the previous six years combined. But here's what's important. And, John, you and I have been talking about this, too, for a while. It's not just those that we encounter that we know are on the on the watch list, meaning we have derogatory information. But, Amanda, you gave some numbers that's very important with respect to special interest aliens. These are individuals that come from countries that we know harbor or facilitate or connected to terrorist organization. And what an SIA means is a special interest alien. I mean, they came from those countries that harbor terrorism. But the only reason why they're not on the terrorist watch list is because we just don't know. It means they they haven't made a ripple in in the pond. It doesn't mean they don't pose a threat. It means we don't know. And if anything, real quick, if anything that what happened in Israel should tell us is that our intelligence is not infallible simply because we do not have specific derogatory information on a special interest alien does not mean they don't pose a threat. But this administration, they're processing and releasing the United States. Yeah, it's it's head scratching. And, and I think now people are waking up to that reality slowly, but they're waking up slowly. mostly because of the great work that you've done. I want to ask a little bit about your old agency, not Customs Border Patrol, we have Border Protection. We know them well, but you worked for a long time at the FBI. Today, Director Ray doesn't often make uh, warnings today. He warned that there's a true increased terror threat in America right now. Copycat attacks. We've seen Brussels. We've seen France. Uh, how grave is the security worries inside the FBI right now? I think it's extremely, extremely worrisome right now. I think the intelligence community is working overtime. I think special agents are working overtime. They're going out among all 56 field offices and globally trying to get as much information and intelligence as we can. John, you know this, and man, I know you know this as well, is one of the big threats that we have right now. After 9-11, when we made some really good headways, it, it moved the, the, the global extremists, the terrorist organizations, it moved away from large-scale large attacks to more homegrown violent extremists. We, we were what they wanted to do was get a hold of the ideology and, and radicalize them and move them to self-action. Again, HVEs. I think that's exactly what the FBI is concerned about right now. What we've also seen over the past you know, week or so is we have individuals in the country already in the United States that are actively and openly supporting a terrorist organization. To take that ideology and move it to radical radicalization and into action is a very real concern. And that's why I say I believe the threat is already in the United States. It's not when it comes. It's already here. Mm. Sir, we, we are also having to have conversations about displaced persons from that region. And um, Democrat Representative Jamal Bowman wants the United States to accept 
some of these these Palestinian refugees. And there was a Washington Institute study earlier this year that found that 57 percent of the people living in the Gaza Strip had an opinion of Hamas that they described as somewhat positive. I'm sorry. I don't think that it, with, with a rating like that, 57 percent, I, I don't think that we should be accepting them into this nation, regardless of, of how much you, you vet them, because we're talking about a nation, a region, an area where they don't keep the same legal records that we do. They don't consider things crimes that we do. Yeah, Amanda, look, I couldn't agree more with you. And you say something that's very important here that gets lost in the narrative here among the American people, vetting. Amanda, I... I you're absolutely correct. When, when this administration says they vet somebody, it's a joke. There is no way. How do you, first of all, Palestinian government, which was elected, by the way, the, the Hamas was, was, was elected, the terrorist organization. You get somebody from Palestine. How are we going to determine whether they were part of the 57% that's pro-terrorist organization or the 43% that's not? And how do you separate support from ideology? It's the same reason. I'll go back to special interest aliens. That's why it's so dangerous. Someone coming from Iran. I mean, sure, someone coming from Lebanon. You're going to say, hey, you support Hezbollah? Oh, of course not. I don't support Hezbollah. How do you prove that? How do you verify that? Yet this country is releasing them into into, uh, the United States. At what point are we actually going to put the, 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 our nation's safety and security ahead of potential economic uh, plight of others trying to get into our country? Yeah, you, you said something earlier this year that caught my attention. Uh, the border isn't just about uh, economic uh, immigration. It's about national security first. And I think for so long, the media ignored that question. Now, all of a sudden, there'll be this urgent uh, uh, swing to look at this issue, particularly if something bad were to happen here. What are the key moments? Now? We know what's happened. We've known millions of people have gotten in. Either we know who they are or they got as gotaways into the country. What are some of the things that uh, CBP, FBI and others can do in a bad situation to at least try to give us a fighting chance to, uh, to ward off any bad actions? Yeah, I, I think it's an impossible task, quite frankly. I, I think especially, look, it's not just been the, the, the previous three years. I mean, our, our immigration policies and, and our you know ability to secure our borders has been a challenge. Uh, I think under the Trump administration, as he was exiting, I think we had the, the strongest border security strategy we have in our lifetime. But, but damage was done before that, and damage has been done the p- previous three years. I think you're all, it's almost an impossible task. One thing that I would say of the tens of thousands of special interest aliens that we've let into the country without proper vetting, my first question is, what's the FBI doing about that? What's the intelligence community doing about that? Are we going out, locating each one of those to have a discussion of where their allegiance and what their ideology is to determine whether they pose a threat? I mean, that's like looking for a needle in a haystack. And that's why I'm I, I'm concerned that we're going to find ourselves uh, responding uh, after something has happened, rather than our ability to prevent it. Look, John, our 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 strategy to prevent this should have been to keep our border secure, yeah. stop the threat from coming in rather than try to figure out and react to it after it's already here. But that's the situation we're in because of this administration's open border policies. Yeah, there's no doubt. Commissioner, is there anything, because earlier in the show we had on Congressman Mike Collins, and of course we're having this conversation about 12 appropriations bills and the funding of the government. What would you like to see on the other side of this CR regarding border security? What do you think feasibly can get done? Well, feasibly what can get done with this broken Congress versus what should get done, right? Two different things. I know we all know that. What should be done is that even a CR, HR2 should be attached to that. That's the, the border security bill that was passed in the House. It was approved by all Republican senators, but of course it was voted down because of the Democratic-led Senate. But H.R. 2 is the strongest border security legislation that's ever been passed in a single chamber. Ironically, I don't even think it goes far enough. But, but look, th- th- we, should, we cannot fund the government and continue to fund the open border policies that continues to threaten every aspect of our nation's safety, health, and national security. I think that the Republicans should draw the hard line. They should stop worrying about the political backlash about potentially secure, shutting down the government. The question should be asked to the Democrats. Why would you allow the government to be shut down to keep our borders open? That's the question we should be asking. Yeah, no hmm. Sir, is, is Jim Jordan tough enough on the border, you think? 
I think so. Look, I know Jim, every interaction I've had with him, he's come across very strong pro uh, border security, his staff and the, and the representative himself. I think he gets the bigger issues. He understands that border security is synonymous with national security. So, I, you know, I, I think it would be a positive speaker to be in positive direction. All right, folks, no discussion this week would be complete without a stroll through the hatred intolerance, anti-Israel, anti-Semitism displays that we continue to see on some of our ugly college campuses. Nick Giordano, one of the great free speech advocates in the campus world, great New York professor, he's going to join us next right after these messages. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. The attack on Israel by Hamas and the outbursts of protests taking place Within our own borders is a reminder that anti-Semitism exists everywhere, including on college campuses. And with great thanks to John and his colleagues reporting over on JustTheNews.com, we continue to dissect how and why that might be. And one reason that's come to light in the last few weeks is the sum of money that Arab nations are donating, just pouring into universities, especially Ivy League schools. Nicholas Giordano can shine more light on this issue. He's a campus reform higher education fellow and political science professor. Nicholas, it's an honor to have you back on. Welcome. Thank you for having me. You know, anti-Semitism, like I said, it exists in every sector. We have these these hundreds of celebrities who have signed on to this letter supporting Palestinians. It obviously exists in higher education. Almost half of Americans can't name a single concentration camp or ghetto. Um, but in the universities, that that is your space. That is your wheelhouse. How on earth, aside from the funding, because we're going to get into that in a moment, um, how on earth has that culture been able to become such a heavy cancer on college campuses? Well, since 2009 at Campus Reform, we've been reporting on the increased radicalization that's taking place on college campuses throughout the country. And so it shouldn't come as a shock to anyone. It certainly didn't come as a shock to me. And I think it's disgraceful that you have students and professors that can't even muster up a simple condemnation of a terrorist organization like Hamas when they slaughter innocent women, children and babies. So it speaks volumes. But what we've been witnessing is this deep anti-Semitic, anti-Israel and anti-American campaign that exists on college campuses throughout the country where they try and blame all the world's ills on the United States and, and countries like Israel, rather than actually hold accountability where it needs to be, which is Hamas. I mean, let's be honest, uh, the Palestinian suffering is through Hamas. Hamas has been the one that has harmed Palestinians more than any one nation, one group or, or one person. And the fact that these students are actually defending Hamas, screaming, Hail to the martyrs holding vigils for terrorists is really disgraceful and it speaks volumes. I mean, it makes me embarrassed uh, as part of academia that we're witnessing this on our college campuses. There has been two trends when I talk to world leaders. They are literally flabbergasted that this goes on. They, they ask me this question, them, how are you turning out generations of students that are anti-American and anti-Israel? And I think some of it we're starting to get a real good glimpse of. We see China pouring in tons of money into U.S. curriculum, even all the way now down in the school districts in uh, Omaha and, or in Nebraska and other places. And at the same time, uh, billions of dollars from Arab states aligned with Hamas into the university system, particularly Ivy League. I think Qatar, which harbors a lot of the Hamas leaders, over a billion six dollars in the last four years alone to U.S. education. Are are we just allowing our universities to have a foreign funded propaganda machine right amongst us? 
Well, this is something that should concern every American, because where there's billions of dollars, there's going to be influence peddling going on. And Will Biani just put a greater report out on campus reform, highlighting the tens of billions of dollars that are flowing from countries like Qatar, Saudi Arabia, the UAE and Kuwait to American universities. Now, it's important to understand that the Arab countries do not have the sophistication of the Chinese apparatus, the espionage and influence campaign right. that they're doing on college campus. Campuses. But we do need Congress to investigate where is this money going? What's this money used for? And is these are these Arab governments pushing anti-American or anti-Israel sentiments on these campuses? Who's funding these student groups? Is money going towards them? This is something that should be, have been investigated years ago. And it's actually a simple fix, right? It's a legislative fix. Congress can ban these institutions from taking the money or they could put in stricter reporting requirements. When I held the security clearance, I had a report Every single encounter I ever had with a foreign national, and we're talking detailed reports, why don't universities have to do the same thing? Report the foreign contacts they have and what the money's going to. Yeah, good point. Nicholas, there's something else that I've witnessed among uh, your generation of students, Gen Z, um, and it's with respect to Internet journalism, because, you know, 20, 20 years ago, even 10 years ago, when you still had physical newspapers, it seems like there was a lot more... Uh, editing and fact-checking before something went to print. But as we saw over the last 48 hours, the hospital bombing uh, and the misattribution of that, for your students, they, it seems like they see something like that and they run with it. And even if there's, there's a correction, even if there uh, is a footnote at the bottom that says the story has been updated, they don't see that because they are Internet journalism consumers. So as a, you know, different from a newspaper where this would be fact checked for hours before it went to print, this just gets it like gets out there immediately and they run with it. They do. But it's it's not just them. I mean, let's look at our print media here in the United States also ran on it. And some haven't even made the right corrections yet, admitting that they, they shouldn't have rushed to put this story out there until they had much many more details. Now, it's instant news that you, that you get. So they want to be the first to report it out there. But my students and I were having a conversation today uh, about the idea of truth. I mean, journalism is about truth and, and getting to the truth so that we don't have these incidents. Unfortunately, and what I was telling my students was we live in a day and age where emotion is driving everything. And it's not necessarily about the truth. People are going to believe what they want to believe believe, regardless of the evidence that we put in their face. And we're seeing this play out in real time, where you still have Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib still pushing the phony narrative that Israel was behind the hospital bombing, even though it's been thoroughly debunked at this point. And if we have Congresswomen going around saying that this is true, even though we have evidence that it's not, well, this influences the student body. There are many that actually follow Rashida Tlaib. And so what she says actually matters. Unfortunately, we're devoid of truth. And our failure of an education system has led to a problem where students can't think critically, where they don't have the ability to use reason and logic. And quite frankly, they're lacking common sense as well. That's why they can't even sit there and condemn Hamas when they get into these activities. But I think the scariest thing of all is that the anti-Israel, anti-Semitic statements we're seeing you don't need foreign governments to, to pay professors to say these things. This is what they truly believe. And that's the frightening thing, because they're putting these views in front of the students. And it's not about debate and dialogue. It's about indoctrination. They're trying to push off these beliefs as if they're facts. And you're creating an entire extremist generation. Now, what is this generation going to do once they graduate? Well, they're going to become the policymakers and, and they'll become the lawyers. And, and so this agenda has to be stopped now. And we should have been paying attention to it decades ago. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. I'm so grateful you could join today. A big thank you to Glenn Grothman, to Victoria Coates, to Mark Morgan, and to Nick Giordano for a really, really great show. I'm so thankful for, to have such powerful voices on our network on our show. They give you facts. You can make up your own mind. That's what we're all about here at Just the News. And of course, that John Solomon reports. We're also about thanking the great sponsors, advertisers, and partners that make what we do possible. One of them, EnviroCleanse, the great air purifier, good enough for the U.S. Navy and hospitals to use. You should use it in your home. And right now you can get a whopping historic 30% off your next air purifier. Go do it. We're starting 
right into the flu and COVID and allergy season. Get an Enviro Cleanse beer purifier today and make your breathing better. I use this in my master bedroom. It has changed my world. I'm about to get one for my cabin uh, where we have lots of trees, get rid of some of the allergens and molds that are in there. But this is a game changer. Trust me, it is an amazing device. You should use it. Everyone should use it. And today, if you go to ekpure.com, ekpure.com and use the promo code justnews30, promo code justnews30 at ekpure.com, you're going to get 30% off your next air purifier. You're also going to get an air monitor that's going to be able to tell you whether your air is good or bad. And you're going to get free fast shipping. That is only available because you're a John Solomon Reports Just the News fan and because EK Pure and the EnviroCleanse folks are so supportive of what we do here. Go support them because they support us. All right, tomorrow, Sunday brunch edition. We got a good one. Ron DeSantis for the whole hour, current Florida governor and a GOP presidential candidate. We're going to talk about everything. A very rich, deep interview. You won't want to miss it tomorrow on the Sunday brunch edition of John Solomon Reports. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events. And you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.